in, it was my first time ever doing Commedia dell'arte, which mm -hmm. is a style of Italian slapstick comedy. And I was introducing the characters. I was the jester and I was introducing the characters. And this actress, who's a friend of mine, she came on and the bit is that she's supposed to like bow in front of me in the back of her foot, hits me in the groin. Mm -hmm. And then like she turns and slaps me and then like accidentally hits me with something without right. the character knowing. Right. It's kind and of like someone carrying a piece of wood and yes. turning several times and somebody ducking and then getting hit. Correct. Like and it was time. like opening night or something like that. And she actually purposefully hits me in the groin, smacks me across the face, Ooh. and like then bends a prop by hitting me on the head. And I'm wearing a half of a mask on my face and I can feel like where my nose is and cheeks are filling with blood. Oh, geez. Because she like smacked me so hard. And yet I'm still supposed to like do like ballet style kicks and and stances and like a lunge right. after I just got hit in the groin. That was... That's fine. Yeah, but I got through it. I got through it <laughs> slowly but surely. <laughs> How about you? Um, I was in, uh, in high school. I was in Sound of Music. Um, I was Franz, the butler turned Nazi. You would be. Uh, I was. It was It was so cool. It was like, I, he's such a small part, but he's he, may, he has a big impact in the musical. And there's a part where I'm supposed to come in and tell the uh, the, the main Mel uh, part, but I was supposed to come in and tell him that there's a phone call for him. Mm -hmm. And that I think it's like the colonel or somebody. And so our theater, our high school, we had a huge auditorium. And then when you walk through this back door, there was like a small hallway and then a classroom right across the hall. And in there were uh, speakers so you could hear about what was going on on stage. And but they were really soft, like they were like you almost had to be you had to be dead quiet sure. to hear them. And somebody we were in there. I was waiting for my cue. We were in there, and we were playing cards or something, waiting to go on. And I guess I missed the the line or something because all of a sudden I hear someone yelling, "I think I hear the phone ringing." <laughs> And, and it's like a pivotal literally they, plot like they moment. Literally, I don't know if it was a pivotal plot moment, but it was a moment. Yeah. And so, I mean, I haul into yeah. the theater and I stop right before I go on and go, and, you know, so there's a phone call for you. I, I thought, yeah, pretty sure you, I think I said, like, I'm pretty sure you heard the phone ringing. <laughs> uh, there's a call for you, sir. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That I was terrified. Like, that yes. was my biggest, like, terrified moment. But anyways, guys, <laughs> welcome to the Side Hustle. My name is Daniel. Uh, I am your host, along with my co-host, Mr. Michael Lutheran. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Hollywood buddy, Hustle. Buddy, it has been two weeks. Uh, yes, we were talking has. before we got on mic how weird it is that we haven't seen each other <laughs> But it, But it's good in that, like, we actually have updates. Yes, of things. we have updates. Uh, you know, uh, distance makes the heart grow fonder. And, and as we're about to get into here in a little bit, like we we've both had very productive like two weeks. Absolutely, where things are happening and things are moving, which is exciting. Right. It's. I think we've really come into the new year driving and ready to go and 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 pushing ourselves and i'm sure other people are they i've seen so many other goals and resolutions that people have had and i think one of the biggest is that they want to be productive yeah they want to be out there they want to be getting things done and you know what's really what makes it hard to get things done what's that having to update a website <laughs> yes it's so frustrating because you're doing all these things you're doing all these things and then you're like wait a minute I have to post about that somewhere. Like and, I need to go out of my way yeah. to get this. I've got to done. stop this like momentum I have. And I hear so many times from you, a lot of like, oh, God, I got to update this, re this website. And it's just, it becomes like a, 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 a responsibility yeah. instead of something I mean, that's out, fun. Outside of a full-time job or looking for a job mm -hmm. and this podcast and our individual creative projects. Do you also want to add Building a website, sitting at a computer for twenty minutes, going, "Well, is this the right color blue that I want?" <laughs> no, you don't want to do that, and that's why our friends at RadPortfolio.com can do Portfolios. it for you. Portfolios, sorry, RadPortfolios.com can do it for you. They will take your ideas and your resume and your reels and your pictures and make you a website. They are a website company for creatives. Yes, and you know, twenty nineteen, we've there's so much intention going into this year of pursuing your goals, making things happen happen and one of the best things that you can do for yourself as a as a creative out there trying to get your name out there is to have a great website I where mean, everything's online now where people look up Joe Schmo and bam that's your website and it presents you in your best light and shows off your work mm -hmm. and and everything that you stand for and why do you have to worry about that you can just get someone else to do it for you and 
uh, we have a special deal where if you use our code word hustle, hustle. H-U-S-T-L-E, hustle. you get 50% off of all of the startup costs, mm-hmm. which is a lot of money, mm-hmm. uh, but you get it for half off. And then you just have a monthly fee of $99 to maintain a extremely high quality website for you that you don't have to worry about. Absolutely. They will do everything. You send you your headshots next day. They're on the website. They, you send them a new reel next day. It's on the website. You don't have to do it. You can be out there getting auditions. You can be on other websites submitting while they're getting the stuff that they'll look at ready for. You. Now, Daniel, I'm, I'm on Amazon Prime <laughs> Video. Why did you come become Southern? I'm on Amazon Prime I'm on Video. Amazon.com. And, uh, and I find myself a, uh, an episode of a show that I was on. Mm, and you're like, oh, I forgot. I and I was like, that. oh, my gosh, I forgot that I was in that it, show. It's terrible. How do I let other people know that it's there? Well, if you're working with RadPortfolios.com, you email them and say, hey, I've added this to my resume. Can you just update my and resume? And I've also made a whole character switch, and I'm now a Southern gentleman. <laughs> Can you advertise you're slowly that on moving my website? Further east. <laughs> <laughs> Soon you're going to be Floridian. Yes, exactly. Uh, no, you can send them a new resume updated that you've added this new uh, thing that you were on that you forgot you were credited on, and they will boom put it on your website, guys. This is the best way, so you don't have to worry about it. it doesn't have to be in your thought process. You can just give it to somebody else while you're out there getting the jobs. That's radportfolios.com. Our use our code word. Hustle to get fifty percent off the startup cost. Then all you have is the monthly cost and the, the other half of the startup cost. That's it. That's, That's it. So let twenty nineteen be the year that you started booking and get booked by using radportfolios.com. Yeah. So there we go. You know, talking about coming in this year, me and you have been out there working it. Uh, I you know I think you know we have a few like you said some updates. Yeah, it's, uh, this year it's been a year. really busy couple weeks. I know I've been busy at work. I know you've been doing so much. Um, you know, we haven't actually been talking much to each other because yeah. I think you've been so busy. What have you been up to, man? Man, I, I've, you know, uh, we have our, uh, I, well, I've been, I met with Michael, Mikey Tobias last week, uh, to go over our script and, you know, it's been, it's been such a weird journey and I'm, and, and him and I have actually been recording some stuff for the podcast that we're going to put together later on in the year, uh, to put out hopefully. Um, and you'll get to really see this journey because it's been this journey of discovery for this script. And so the actor in me is excited about it because it's almost a character mm. exploration. Um, Do you as think well you could be writing something that you could foreseeably play uh, that, in? There, there's possibilities, but some things would have to happen for me to be the main part. Um, most notably, probably a significant amount of weight loss would have to happen. Um, which is fine. And if that's a w- good way to get that goal, then Pull a Christian Bale, man, right? machinist, it can <laughs> oh, happen. God. Uh, I don't want to be that thin. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's been, it's, it's talking back and forth with Mikey and really figuring out not only the characters, but the engine of the story um, and finding the themes and like, what are we trying to say and really whittling out the crap and finding like the gold underneath it has nice. been really interesting. And this last week, I think we really finally kind of, found that polish that we needed to uh, be able to finish the script, hopefully in the next few weeks That's and then uh, do a table read. So I'm really excited about that. And on top of that, I've had like a flurry of other ideas recently. Um, some that I've talked to you about that we've discussed and, Mm -hmm. but there's been a few others where I'm like, Oh, that would make like a really cool film or a short film or a TV show. Write it down. Write it down. Like I am. I'm like, I have a list started. I'm like, why can't I work on all of this at once? (laughs) Uh, But my brain doesn't work that way. Um, and then on the other end, I have the short scene that I'm working on um, uh, with the L- girls from L.A. Happy. Uh, we are having auditions this uh, coming Saturday from as of this recording. By the time this is out, we'll already have had the auditions uh, for the male lead. It's a two lead, two part uh, short uh, has a female lead and a male lead. And there's a small vocal part in it as well. But those are the main cameo, two Daniel cameo, yeah, small cameo in it. But um. We're auditioning male leads on on Saturday, so this will be my first like running an audition uh, uh, room kind of thing since since we forever. worked on our other project. <laughs> yeah, like, and even then we didn't really podcast. do like a, we didn't really even do like a lot of auditioning for that. Yeah, really. that's true. That was more so like for yeah, we just kind of, we just yeah. discussed who we would want, who we could ask, mm-hmm. but like actually auditions and stuff. This has been a while, so I'm really excited to get in and do that yeah. and be on the other side of that Full table. Full disclosure, I received an audition request <laughs> for yes. this 
Michael well, is auditioning. I know I am not. I am one of many people that you're bringing one, in. One of five. One of five so far. So far. Um, there may be more added. But and I will say, like you know, uh, complete honesty and everything. Like, would I be excited to book this role? Absolutely. But am I more excited that you're finally getting this experience and that you are taking the steps to? actually create this short film absolutely that's that's w- more so what i'm excited right. about and when uh pilar uh emailed me mm-hmm. like that was the thing that i was like i am just so excited to see you finally be at the stage <laughs> i appreciate that man and and yeah it's i'm excited to see you come in and see what you do with the part and the other four guys that are coming in uh, what do you think some, of my texan accent just now I was, I, it was it was i mean it was good i wouldn't use it in the audition you, th- you don't think i mean i I mean, if you really want to go, I mean, I guess I'll show up to your audition. <laughs> go in a different direction. I want you to use more of a Portuguese. Oh, uh, okay. Accent. Cool. Um, no, it was. You know, I'm really excited. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and hopefully, and I think we've set uh, beginning of April to actually film um, to be on set. Uh, and uh, speaking of set, you were on set yes. last week. Yes. Uh, what What was that? How did it go? Yeah. At the time of this recording, we're recording on Wednesday. Last Wednesday, I was on set. For the show Buried in the Backyard. Buried in the Backyard. I don't know if it's the theme song, um, but it airs on Oxygen. It's one of the many crime reenactment shows. I did sign an NDA, so I'm not going to say what the episode was about, uh, but I was just basically brought on to play a day. Uh, it was a day player type of role. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it was an interesting thing because I didn't get. Uh, I was wondering, like, where's the script? Where's the script? They emailed me the script the night before. Right. So automatically, I'm like, okay, I probably either have very few lines or there's no script. Right. And it's more just circumstance, which is what it ended up being. Mm-hmm. Um, I made sure that I was cleared from work for the rest of the day. Um, and it was so much, it was so nice to kind of like wake up still at my normal time, but not have that Right. Added stress to have, go to the thrival You didn't job. have to be on set till like three, right? Yeah, I was on, on set at three o'clock. And so for all you actors out there, make sure you have your social security card or any <laughs> other type of federal uh, ID documentation. I had to make a U-turn. Because I was halfway out to Altadena when I realized, oh crap, I don't have my social security card. So with 20 minutes until I had to be there, I turned around and I made it there Almost on time. They had uh, the gate closed or whatever, so I had to drive around. We were filming next to a cemetery. Right, right. So, but I mean, the crew was fantastic. Nice. Um, and everyone was very welcoming me to the set. You know, got to make a couple connections while I was there, just speaking with fellow actors right. and stuff. And what I tried to take away from it was just like watching the production. Yeah. Like watching these guys, how they run a set, who's doing what. Um. It was really interesting. Like I and they were moving so fast, but it was one of those nights where it's like I was in I was called for one scene and that was the one scene that they waited until the end of the night. Yeah, um, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, but I mean at the same time that just means I got to be on set. Yeah, you got to be on set, which is always cool. Yeah, which, you know, we're watching all these professionals work mm-hmm. and everything and like I am the guest here. Mm-hmm. This is their job, this is their show that they're working on. So I I just felt very privileged to be there. That's fantastic, so, man. Uh, I don't know when it'll come out, but I will let you and our listeners know. Please do. Um, it it'll it's a it's a fun story. I'll, I'll say that. It's one channel that we actually do have. So yes, yay, <laughs> so huzzah! And uh, you know, recently I looked at your resume. Uh, you asked me to look at your resume. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you mentioned in your resolutions, one of your things is kind of getting putting yourself out there yeah. to look for you know a, a possibly a new position or a new even a new career. Yeah, a new thrival job. Um, yeah. yeah, so this isn't my acting resume. This is my job resume. Yes. Something that I have not been needed to really update for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a nice resume. Thank you, Google nice Documents. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you, Jorge Mania, who I copied and pasted everything. <laughs> yes. Um, no, but it, it's 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 stressful. It's thinking. It's I'm so used to actor resumes where it's just like I put the work. And it's up to you to figure out what my role is or whatever. Whereas with work resumes, you have to come up with your object- objective. And so it made me think about what do I want? What do I specifically want? And, An objective statement. and how, do, how do all my years of experience in this medical field mm-hmm. translate to something else? Right. Um, and you've been help, very helpful with, uh, with me through this process. Uh, Anna Karen has helped me a lot. And it's just been... You know, over the, and I've been doing that over the past week of just yeah. updating, updating, updating. Now I'm about to get into cover letter. Um, 
So I'm hoping that come February, I can start actually submitting for jobs. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So, you know, booking work in terms of acting and looking to get booked for other work. Radportfolios.com. Yeah. No, for real. So so real quick, uh, two things I want to kind of add with your stuff just to make you feel better about your social security card. Um, When I was working full time for Lemonade, um, I would always wear button up shirts and like an undershirt underneath. Do you know how many times I got to Nolan's daycare, dropped him off and then realized, oh, I'm just wearing my undershirt. I never put on my button up <laughs> and I had to drive home oh to put on gosh. my button up. And I'm like, I'm going to be late because I mean, I not I mean, it's not a ton of times, but definitely more times than it should have been. Yeah. But I would walk out because I'm trying to deal with him and I'm thinking about it. And I'll like look down I'm like, dang it. <laughs> dang it. I didn't wear Oops. this. And um, I did want to ask you this for anybody out there that is, you know, maybe redoing their resume or Mm -hmm. beefing it up or you know changing it out um do you have like one piece of advice or something you've kind of that's helped you as you've been changing and editing it that maybe you could give someone sure i mean i think specifically what job do you hope to get Mm -hmm. if whether it's in a specific field or if it's a very specific job what is it that you want? Because if you know what type of job you want, you'll know what you need to highlight. Right. You'll, you know when you look at your previous jobs, what is relevant and what's not. Um, what skills out of that experience should you show like, hey, this relates to this new position that I'm going for. Um, that's what helped me the most. Yeah. Um, I, I will say if you have the money to do it, there are very helpful websites where you can submit your resume and they will run it through the softwares that companies use oh, really? to like find like hot words and, and stuff like that or words they're looking for. Um, and they'll send you like an analysis back. Some even offer like a free analysis uh, that'll share like, well, you have, we found this, uh, you don't have a lot of like active words or active sentences. Like that was something I heard about my resume. There wasn't a lot of active sentences um, or result based sentences. What website uh, is uh, I, this? I don't remember. It was like a free thing that popped up that I, I did. But okay, well, maybe yeah, when we Google. post this episode, yeah. you, you can, yeah, I can share. I'll try to find it. Yeah, but I would definitely Google just resume help or resume. You know, usually it's a resume writer. It's something they'll do. They'll like do an analysis and then say, hey, we can help write a better resume for you. But it at least gives you some information. Sure. Um, so like my, my biggest thing was I didn't have a lot of result based mm-hmm. information on my, on my resume. So it wasn't like, which is hard for like the stuff I've done where there's no results yeah. really. So it's hard to have like a resulted. So you just have to figure out like a creative way to write something to make it sound like there's some sort of result out of it. Sure. I mean, what's fun bringing it back to the podcast though is yeah. like Hollywood hustle podcast is the number one thing I have Yes. under my experience is like, that's, the big thing I'm trying to highlight. That's kind of mm-hmm. my vision of like, I am a producer. I am a, mm-hmm. you know, I, I learn quickly. I can, you know, I've produced this. I've mm-hmm. helped produce this thing. And, you know, it's, I think that's luckily, you know, we, we're not in a time of where podcasts are new. And so I think some people understand more about what goes into a good podcast. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like, okay, podcast, you record something on your phone. Like, it's like, <laughs> no, we have like a full setup and we edit and there's a lot of show stuff. There's there. organization happening. <laughs> so speaking of organization, <laughs> king of transitions. If any of you guys are out there are singers or you have friends who are singers, if you could create us a jingle for every time. King of transitions. King of transitions jingle that I can insert into every time. If you do that, if you send me a, I will, I promise you, I will send you a Starbucks or whatever coffee place you like. I will send you a gift card for that coffee place. I, I, I swear if you send me a king of transitions and we use it, you will get a gift card. And we'll I'm credit that you. Out there. We'll yeah, credit we'll credit you. you. I'm putting that out right now. I want a King of Transitions <laughs> theme song so bad. <laughs> so anyways, uh, speaking of inspiring like that, um, my, Michael, I just finished the se- second season of The Punisher. Oh, right on. Nice and on Netflix. It was so good. Yeah. Like if that gets canceled, I will weep. Like it was. It's it's the big question because I mean, Disney's going with their uh, own streaming platform. Well, I, <laughs> um, Vincent D'Onofrio tweeted that there or retweeted a news article where they said that the uh, showrunners and writers wanted him for season three as Kingpin to come onto the Punisher yes. and somebody retweeted. It goes, we'll first get a season three <laughs> and, then like, and then we'll talk. And I was like, yeah, please let's let that happen first. But I will tell you that Ben Barnes, who plays Jigsaw um, uh, or, or Billy is his real name. Um, and, and John Burtenthal both, 
kill in this season. Like yeah. the way they portray not only PTSD, but you know, war PTSD, but also just like mental illness and there's their nuances and the subtleties and the story of this, how two people kind of with the same plights and the same temperament for violence, but how they're different mm -hmm. and how they both have different values and they use it different. It's, it's fascinating. And their performances, both of them, like just, in, just as a person inspired me, wow. like as a creative, because like the small, there's small moments with John Bernthal as, as Frank Hassel, where it's, he's so layered. It's not just, I'm a violent, vengeant guy. It's just so deep. It's yeah. so much deeper than that. I definitely got that from you. watching uh, his performances in Daredevil. Oh, uh, yeah. I haven't watched any of the Punisher oh, yet. It's so good. Um, I know. It's on one of my many, many, many lists. Uh, I'm following a strict list of things to watch. <laughs> That's that's probably a better idea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm like, I'm not going to the next thing until this is done. There you go. But uh, that's really inspired me this week. How about you? Nice. Well, for me, it's it's funny because like I was trying to think about what 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 have I been watching or doing and stuff. And I've already talked about Mrs. Maisel, how great that is. But this past weekend, me and Anna, uh, you know, we're kind of on a strict budget because, you know, we have to pay for a wedding and stuff. So we wedding. just figured let's just go out somewhere and just explore mm -hmm. and walk around and have a good time. And so we went out to Echo Park. And I don't know if you've been out to Echo Park. I have. I've, I have some friends that live there. Nice. Okay, awesome. It's it's a beautiful neighborhood. It's gorgeous. It's kind of while I was walking around there, it's like where old Hollywood meets new Hollywood. It's, it's changed a lot in the last six years. Like, I bet. Because uh, Mike Tobias lives over there. Yeah. In Echo Park. And when they like when they first moved there, like they, you didn't walk on, on the street at night yeah. by yourself. You didn't, but now that it's like it's completely changed. It's it's interesting the the stores that are there that you can tell have been there for, for the past few decades, and mm -hmm. then there's also like these brand new stores, and it's got this really exciting energy. Yeah. Um. Me and Karen we were just walking around, like having some coffee and going to some art stores, and there was this one particular store that I want to highlight here on the podcast, and it's called the Time Travel Mart. Mm. Um. It's a nonprofit dedicated to supporting students from the ages of 6 to 18 with creative and expository writing uh, expository writing skills and helping teachers inspire students to write. And it's just this fun little niche uh, store where you walk in and it's kind of got like what you think are generic items mm -hmm. or like, you know, posters on the wall. But if you give it a second glance, there's this wonderful shade of like sarcasm or creativity <laughs> that's, nice. that's underneath each one. Like there was like a roommate wanted ad and you look at it and it looks like a typical roommate ad, mm -hmm. but then you look at it and it's like cave, uh, like, uh, you know, location cave. Nice. And like you quickly find out like this is for a caveman <laughs> uh, way back nice. when. Uh, but there is one that I want to share. And it was a post that said writing is like a time travel machine and my words are the special key that makes it work. So nice. I thought you and our listeners could like benefit from hearing that That's of awesome. like the power of words and like, yes, writing is this incredible force of nature right. that can take people anywhere so if you are in la check out the time travel mart they're also on instagram i think at time travel mart very cool um so yeah check them out writing has always been very cathartic for me like i it's 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 not a surprise that i've kind of settled into writing because i used to write poetry and short stories and stuff all the time and it really does help you deal with things emotionally. And yeah. so it's, it's, it's a very cathartic and creative venture. Yeah. And it's nice that a store like this is kind of giving a, a platform for teachers to bring their students in and to work on, on assignments or like create fun things. Like I'm guessing like a lot of the stuff that I saw in the store was help uh, generated by kids. No, absolutely. That's fantastic, man. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that to our attention. For sure. For sure. So this last week we had a fantastic interview with the one and only Hillary Levi. Uh, she works for Elation. She is the creative executive there. If you haven't listened to that episode, please go back and listen yes. to it. It is hit pause right now. So good. And listen to it because it, I was so excited to have her on the show because it is the first time we've ever had someone who's really gone from the intern to the uh, PA to the assistant to now an executive and have something like in that office job, mm -hmm. like the office part of the industry, which we haven't had a lot of. Yeah. The, um, the, the quote unquote unglorious like aspect you has a full-time job in the industry. Yes. Kind of thing. And is also making the decisions of what you and I watch yeah. tomorrow. No, absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's been it was so interesting to talk to her and just hear her journey uh, through this. And you know, there, we t- we talk about mental health, we talk about uh, 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 how to you know deal with bosses and how to you know kind of network and and, and navigating from uh, you know I'm in this field right. I'm, I'm work I could very clearly be become an agent or I could do this other yeah, thing choosing which direction to go to. And she she even talks about how she got a job offer for, off Twitter, which yes. is at, and at random, like a super random job offer. So definitely check it out if you haven't. But anyways, after we interviewed with her, um, there was two questions that were submitted to us that I didn't see in time to ask her in the interview. So I m- emailed her the questions and she actually sent her answers back, which uh, I'll read the first one if you want to read the second yeah, one. Sure. Um, so both of these are from Grace Gordon. We've actually had Grace on our, uh, our show before. She's a wonderful actress and creator. Uh, shout out to you, Grace. So yeah. Season uh, two guest. Yes, absolutely. So she asked these questions. So uh, here are the questions and the answer. <clears throat> the first question was, what has your position taught you about nurturing industry relationships? Uh, here is Hillary's answer. Ansel, I've only been at the job four-ish months, so it's kind of hard to answer in terms of what it has taught me, but ideally you should already know how to come into this type of job knowing how to do that. I develop them by meeting them for drinks, helping to put people up for jobs, recommending people as writers or executives, helping to find people uh, managers and et cetera. It's about keeping people in your mind and they'll keep you in mind. It's a give and take. That's really great. Which is, it's true. It's, it's, you scratch my back, I scratch you, you uh, scratch your back. It, it, it's not just coming from a place of what can you get me? It's no, how can I help? Keep them in keep them in your area, in your circle, without being like, well, can I have a job or do you have any jobs for me or my friends? But it's like, hey, let's just go get drinks. And you're still keeping them in your in your area. Yeah, like what are you interested in? Oh, that's interesting. How can I be a part of that? How, how can we work together to get you to where you want to be? And as we've talked about, being people's friend mm-hmm. is way more important than just getting them to be your your ally or stepping stone. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how and about then, the second question? Yeah, uh, Grace asks, how do you manage stress? Something that I feel like we ask all the time here <laughs> on the podcast. I just say that I ask it to myself in person, like by myself. Yeah, and so Hillary answers, I don't think I'm the best at managing stress, actually, but I try very hard. My advice to anyone in this business is therapy, therapy, therapy. I realize I'm coming from a place of privilege since I can afford it and it's covered by my insurance but seriously this should be a thing for everyone in this uh, in this industry does go to a therapist I also meditate I spend time with my friends I play video games I work out I have a little life I have a life outside of the office that's also important but also therapy. therapy yeah and I will admit you are the first person to hear this Daniel uh and you guys are the first person to hear this this past week I picked up the phone and I called my insurance oh, nice. to say, I need to talk to someone yeah. just to work things out. And because it, it got to a level of my stress at work and stuff, it's like, I need, I need to talk so to someone. It's, some, it's nice sometimes to just talk to someone. It doesn't have to be, I'm going in to heal the wounds of my father's, whatever. It can literally just be, I need someone to talk to. Yeah. And I need someone to just vent to. Yeah. And that's not personally related to me in any form or fashion yeah and honestly like listening to hillary's interview while i was editing it this past week and just hearing about that and really listening and finally i was at a point at work where things were just getting heated things were just going and i finally just admitted to myself i have this opportunity Mm -hmm. i should take advantage of it absolutely and it's and 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 you know i think what's really terrible and i think it's slowly ending hopefully is this like stain of ha- being in therapy yeah, the of stigma. like it's the stigma of like well you're weak mm-hmm. or well then you don't you're you're a wuss you don't know how to handle things mm-hmm. it's like no it's not about that it's a, honestly i am handling it yeah this is me handling that, that is it, it being me handled, me yeah. me facing it is me handling it ignoring it is the wuss thing to do yeah facing it head on and talking about it is the stronger thing yeah and uh, i i mentioned i'm pretty sure in the show um, there's a great place that I've been to here in California called Southern California Counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pay what you can for the most part. They do have they basically base it on your income. Um, you can do walk-ins for like I think it used to be twenty dollars. It may have gone up a little bit. They do kind of slightly raise the prices when they have to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a lot of times it's graduate students trying to get their hours, and so it's not super expensive. And you can do like I said, they do walk-ins, they do couples counseling. 
Um, and then you go in, you go in for like a kind of a, a review. They talk to you, you fill out a form. And then when someone's available, they'll call you and pick a time that you can meet with them on a regular basis. And you pay a, a certain a set amount every week. But that's an amazing resource go. that's out there. And, Absolutely. And you're also helping these students out who, who need patients. But right. you're also getting the care that you need for a price that you can pay. Yeah. So check that out. Southern California Counseling Center. It's a fantastic spot. But also what Hillary said, it's also just necessary to have a life, to mm. have outside interests that aren't the industry, that aren't whatever it your hustle is that you're working towards, you need a break sometimes. No, so um, definitely great advice to have. So thank you, Hillary, for being on and just being amazing. Uh, you know, she, we were definitely talking before we released the episode and uh, making sure everything was good for her. And, uh, you know, she was giving us some notes on the, the audio, which is which is great. We love getting hearing guest feedback on their episodes. So uh, thank you, Hillary. You're the best if you're listening. Hopefully you are. Uh, and I hope everybody enjoyed it. If, again, if you haven't listened to it, please go back and listen to now, it. Now, one th- fun thing that this kind of sparked with us um, was obviously uh, Hillary. Um, we've also had Beth Ryan, who's been a casting uh, assistant Absolutely. or associate. So we kind of thought about like, what does it mean to be an assistant? Yeah. You know, like what advice would you like to give to someone who's an assistant? So, Daniel, you went out on our social media actually today yes. and to reach out for questions and answers from our community. Uh, what uh, were some of the ones that you found? Well, uh, I went out and asked people who have been assistants or new people, like what advice um, could they give us? Uh, one of the first ones I got was from uh, a TV writer uh, named Javier Gorilla Marx. He was on Lost and he's wrote a ton of other things, um, but he works in TV and he know he's had assistants. He's worked with assistants. Um, his suggestion was listening to his podcast, which I completely <laughs> agree. Uh, so go listen to the first three episodes of Children of Tindu. That's T-E-N-D-U. I've talked about it before. They talk all about having, being an assistant. Uh, and so go on there. And that's a huge resource if you want to know kind of what bosses expect, mm-hmm. kind of from the boss point of view of what they expect from assistants and what they went through as assistants as well. Sure. Um, we also got uh, we have a future guest who messages Nicole Lear. Um, she is a guest we're going to have on here in the next few uh, few weeks. But she said, I always treat the janitor with the same respect I give producers, directors, and celebrities. That's so cute. So and pretty much what she's saying is respect everyone. No matter what their job is, everyone plays a part in this business. So, you know, be friends or, you know, be, be positive with everyone. Have a good relationship with everyone. I, everyone at the end of the day, uh, the question is, can I spend eight, 12, 16 hours with you mm-hmm. on set in an office setting. Like, can I spend time with you? And if you are treating everyone with the same level of respect, they're going to want to have you around. Um, also former guest of the show, Alyssa Carter, she responded back with a very quick piece of advice, which I think is very uh, excellent piece of advice. Be a sponge and absorb everything. Mm-hmm. Um, as an assistant, you know, you're working with the, you know, leaders of your field, ideally right so this is your opportunity to reach out and observe the life of an executive and you get to pull from them and you get to ask them questions find out you know if there's a question that you have about the business ask you know if there's something that you need clarification on ask as an assistant that you're kind of in the best of both worlds where you have a certain level of responsibility but then you also have access to those higher ups right absolutely and uh one of the girls I'm working with on this short scene that we're working at, she's one of the LA, uh, girls from LA Happy, uh, uh, Katina. Uh, she wrote that she has a ton of advice that she would give, but the biggest one is don't take anything personal. Speak up, use your voice, be confident in your decision, uh, your decision making, and be organized. I, I think that is huge. You know, the time that I've spent as an agent or uh, as an assistant is, and and, and even in business. A lot of people have two personalities. They have their uh, personal friend off the job personality and they have their work personality and, you know, they're in work mode. Mm -hmm. And I have that, too. There's times when if I'm in work mode, like we're getting it done, like this is not time for jokes. Like, let's chat. Let's talk serious. But like and then you relax after that's all done. And so there's times where someone's going to come at you maybe quick or came at you a little harder than, you know, you may want them to but you can't take it personal it's just a lot of times it's just business now are there jerks and a-holes of course there are Always. but you got to be able to kind of decide don't make quick snap judgments on somebody from a first interaction if it's negative yeah get to know them a little more 
and then kind of start seeing who they really are to that. Also, one uh, final response that we got. Um, I don't know if I know this person. I, no, this I, is uh, Richard Stevens. I actually went to college with him. Okay. Um, but he also, I, I believe he listens to the show. Perfect. Awesome. So Richard says, have a system for organizing tasks. I recommend looking up GTD, Good Things Done, system by David Allen. And there's also, uh, GTD has a version that's a podcast oh, that right. I've actually been looking into independently from his response. Uh, it's on my Stitcher podcast feed, uh, which I think it's called Getting Things Done oh, nice. uh, by David Allen. So um, I think task management is a huge thing. I have a really hard time with it. Um, I'm working on it. Maybe maybe it's getting things done. I don't know why. It's in, maybe my phone probably readjusted. To oh, good. okay. So it's probably, it's probably getting things done. Getting things done. Autocorrect. <laughs> so thank you so much, Richard. And for all, all of our former guests and, and friends of the show, thank you all so much for your responses. Because, uh, you know, Hillary and, and Beth Ryan, the, you know, they're just examples of all the many different type of professionals that are needed for the entertainment industry to run. And one of the things I'm hoping to have later on, either this season or next, is uh, I met a lot of assistants when I was working uh, at Mar Vista, and I'm hoping to get a few of them on, kind of have an assistance roundtable uh, episode where we just talk about being an assistant and really delve into that world a little bit more. Yeah, and I would say, like, for many of the actors that listen to this podcast, I know so many actors who work as casting assistants, mm -hmm. things like that. Not everyone has to be a waiter uh, in this town if you're an actor. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, you want to become an assistant because... As we've learned, this business is about relationships. Yep. So uh, good good uh, job to know, good experiences to know about. Michael, every week you and I, we want to help people. Just like therapy. Yes. Just like uh, <laughs> getting things done. We want to motivate people to be the best that they can be in the week. Yeah, but we, and and we also want to challenge ourselves absolutely. to to get better. And that's why we have hustle statements. Yes, hustle yeah. support. Hustle support statements. HSS. Yes, <laughs> HSS. If anybody wants to come up with a hustle support statements, Theme I won't song. Get, this won't you won't get a gift card from me for this one. Maybe Michael, but not from me. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you one. <laughs> yeah, you get a gift card. But uh Michael and a credit. Uh I really love these because it's almost cathartic to write these. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, oh, I haven't really like I I wasn't able to put the thoughts together until I kind of wrote it all down. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I get what I've been thinking the last few weeks. <laughs> I get what I've been mulling over. Okay, so uh, if okay. you don't mind, I'll go first. Yes, please. Uh, uh so everyone here is my hustle support statement for this week. <laughs> There are three definitions of the word support in the dictionary. The first one, bear all or part of the weight of slash hold up. Two, give assistance to slash enable to function or act. Or three, suggest the truth of slash corroborate. It's incredibly easy to get lost in your own goals, your dreams, and your ventures. On this road, though, we are not alone. Others are working just as hard, if not harder, to achieve their dreams. And it is incredibly important that we support other artists, especially friends in any way possible. This can be from liking, sharing, and retweeting to supporting someone's Patreon or just reading, listening, downloading, subscribing to, watching, or even eating something they've created. These definitions are incredibly important. The first one, take a bit of the weight from artists by sharing their posts, by sharing their businesses information to others or even being a model or a guest to them so they don't have to work so hard to find somebody you can take a little of that weight off them of trying to get this out there uh two by doing this uh the the second one being giving assistance to by doing this you'll be giving them assistance they need to continue their work you will enable them to keep pushing forward to keep going and finally, the last definition, by giving your friends advice, helping them connect with the, uh, those who could help them, that is such huge support. And also by suggesting your, their work to others, you're helping not only giving by giving them visibility, you're showing them that you believe in what they are doing. Anytime someone tells another person about this show, it means the world to me. By doing that, they are saying what we are creating is worth someone else's time. And... I don't share that. I don't give people's times away easy. So if I'm telling someone this is worth it, I mean it. And so, so for someone to do that for this show is amazing. So I challenge you, the listeners, League of Hustle, to find a way to support three of your friends this week. Share their stuff on social media, 
comment on their work, tell another about their work. I promise you it will mean the world to them. Believe me. Yeah. And so much of, I think, this path that we're on with social media and everything, it can be so easy uh, to feel so isolated in a way. And I think by engaging with your friends or the, the the people that you respect and admire and, you know, whose work you follow, just by engaging with them, it take it brings you out of the hole that you sometimes dig, dig for yourself mm-hmm. and it gets you connected with them. And it, and it shows others that, you know, what they're doing is worthwhile. Yeah. And especially if you're in the same industry as somebody, I saw someone post today about how somebody that had a podcast talked about how they don't listen to podcasts, but they host the podcast. Mm. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to listen to every podcast out there, but you need to support the community, like find people you like, find other podcasters you like, and at least download and subscribe to their shows. That'll at least help their numbers. Mm-hmm. Even if you never listen to the episodes, <laughs> that'll help. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is also just by engaging with that stuff, it'll show them that you're reliable, that, you know, you are someone who's interested in their type of work um, and someone that they might want to collaborate with or someone that they might want to talk to or or just get in touch with you and see what's going on with you. What are you working on? How can I help you going back to, um, you know, Grace's advice or uh, Hillary's advice of just like, how can you get in touch with people? How can you help one another? Absolutely. How about you, Mike? What do you got for us? Yeah. So my experiences in Los Angeles this past week reminded me of two important lessons. First, the time that you get to actually do what you came to this town for can be very brief. There is so much work that goes into landing the gig and being on set that before you know it, your scene is done and the production keeps moving on. So, enjoy the journey it takes to get there. Bookings come and go, but the people you meet along the way and the time you spend honing your craft will truly set you up for happiness along your journey. Second, don't get stuck in your commute. It's so easy to fall victim to the 9-to-5 routine through the week and to stay in your own bubble. But, step off your normal path and explore your environment. Go to a part of a city that you keep saying you want to check out. Try new foods and new sites and just be a part of your city for one day. In this hustle, we go by many titles. I'm an actor, a writer, producer, a filmmaker. But what would happen if you spent one day just as a citizen of this planet? This past week, I got to explore a part of the city that somehow over the past nearly seven years, I had never seen or gone to before. And there's so much more. So, League of Hustle... I challenge you to go out this week and find something new about your home. It could be a bookstore, a restaurant, a a record store, wherever. Include us by tagging us on social media so that we know where you are and we look forward to cheering you on. Absolutely. Get out of there, man. Yeah. Get Get out there and live a life a little bit. Exactly. Kind of going back to what Hillary's advice of just have a life. Well, even as creatives, we... Uh, you know, especially filmmakers and 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 writers and and, and uh, directors and actors, we are mirror images of the world. We're mirror images of people and and mm-hmm. stories and 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 lives. How can you tell those or or be those if you don't experience them? Yeah. Like, how can you be honestly do that? Exactly. And then also, it's it it, it takes so much courage to move to a city like Los Angeles or to New York. I know someone from my hometown who just moved to Los Angeles this week to finally pursue the life of an actor. It takes so much courage. Was that the post, the person that you mentioned? Yes. You mess- yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, that's um, awesome, man. It, it, it takes so much courage to move down here. You're doing yourself a disservice if you don't go out and explore. Absolutely. And, you know, after seven years, almost seven years, I can say I'm an Angelino. Like I've gone out and experienced this city and I've tasted and seen and experienced and spoken to all the different types of this city. And it, and it's wonderful. And you don't get that if you stay stuck Absolutely. in your apartment. Absolutely. Good one, man. Yeah. So next week, guys, we have an incredible interview. I am super excited about it. Yes. Uh, we were able, able to connect with this person through... Trevor Algott, uh, one of the co- former co-hosts or yeah, former co-hosts of Inside Acting Podcast, which we've had on the show before uh, in last season. Check that out. Again, talking about transitioning, that was his whole episode was transitioning and moving 
on moving to different parts of your life. Uh, but he connected us with Michael Kostroff. Now, most of you will know Michael from The Wire, where he played Maurice Levy, the sniveling lawyer in the mo- in the show. But he has been in over a hundred different things. He was in the first national tour of the producers mm-hmm. on, that was on, on Broadway for forever. He was an understudy for uh, Max, the main one of the main leads. And then on the other times, he played like eight other characters in the show. Uh, he's been on Law and, Law and Order SVU. His most recent ongoing uh, appearances on The Deuce as Rizzy. He's been in Billions. He has been in Molly's Game, Madam Secretary. He was on Luke Cage as the doctor who helps Luke out in the first season with Rosario Dawson when he gets injured. He's been he is in everything. that actor yeah. who's always in that movie. That you see and you go, I know that guy from yeah. somewhere. Well, we get to interview him yes. here on the podcast. And now let me share with you some of our conversations conversation for next week. All right, guys, I want to introduce to you to Michael Kostroff. As Daniel mentioned, we were introduced to Michael via Inside Acting's very own Trevor Algott, who wrote in his introductory email that an interview with him and Hollywood Hustle would be a match made in heaven. And oh, it was. We had the joy of sitting down with Michael back in December when he was visiting Los Angeles to see some friends as well as audition and to also give a couple of workshops for his very own Audition Psych 101 as well as its complimentary course, Comedy for the Serious Actor. In this conversation, we dig deep into the craft and business of acting. More importantly, Michael demolishes the myths and fantasies that the industry has helped create and the biggest one of those being the quote-unquote big break you know i always say this to young to young beginning actors that you think it's this straight slanted line but it's like a it's like a what is it like, a, like an ekg chart yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. one of those it's a one of those toys you see in every doctor's office where it has the little wooden knobs that go all over the little r- ride and it's, there's different colored rails and stuff like that i think people need to know that because they're like what was your big break i'm like i don't have an answer for that question so you know i came out here and because some i had a contact i got signed with a great agency and six months later they dropped drop me because i didn't book anything so you know then i was without one and i've had lousy agents who had no clout and couldn't do anything and and you know i had one manager who used to you know when i was working come to the set and hit on girls i'm like you cannot represent me sorry mm. so so it's been a lot of up and down um i don't remember when i first started to actually book things but they were very small sure. parts which is great mm-hmm. uh which is fine you know and appropriate and um I always pause here because I feel like I don't have really interesting stories about this. I just kind of, I always think of, I think Dustin Hoffman at one point said, I just refuse to go away. <laughs> I think that's more my, my approach. It's like, well, this is what I do. So I'm, I'm going to just, I'm here. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's funny because when I would book a, book a little job, all my friends would say, Hey, you know, this is it. You're on your way. I'm like, we'll see. I, I'm, mm. You know, a job does not mean you're on your way. A job means you got a job. Right. You yeah. know? Uh, so I, I, um, yeah, I guess they just started to get more, more, more frequent. But at first, they were you know miles in between each mm-hmm. job, and then I remember many years later, many years later, probably fifteen years later, going, "Oh, I don't have to have a day job." It was monumental. <laughs> like I was suddenly I'd strung together enough work that I'm like, I'm making my living as an actor. That's enormous. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. huge. Oh, I'm sure. Like nobody does that. Yeah. You know. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Did you celebrate? Did you? Did you? <laughs> no, because you know why? Because we're always, always so fearful. I was like, it's not gonna last. It's a, it'll last today. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna last. I'm um, still next week. I'll need yeah. a. I mean, this week job. I'm making it. Let me say that. Yeah. A job means you got a job. Michael Kostroff is someone who believes in a practical and effective approach to one's career and carries a huge sense of gratitude to be able to do the work that he's done. As Daniel and I were setting up the interview, Michael pondered to us about whether or not we were certain that he was the right guest to have on the show. You see, he doesn't believe in the hustle. So, in the interview, I pressed him on that. It's interesting that people from the outside say, oh, you're entrepreneurial, you're always starting something. But I don't feel like that from the inside. Like, I started teaching my class like classes because somebody made me they said you've got to teach this thing you teach about auditioning i'm like what <laughs> what and somebody made me write and i fell accidentally into a directing job and all these and somebody made me coach them you know <laughs> it's very accidental a lot of things are accidental for me and i don't feel that i um 
calculate or strategize mm-hmm. at all in my mm-hmm. career. Anybody who's taken my class knows I have very counterintuitive philosophies. I work with a, a, a low bar, mm-hmm. low expectations, mm-hmm. and I I feel this is why I still geek out and feel lucky to be a working actor at all because I'm like, what? You know, it's I expected so much less. So I, um, I don't I don't feel that I hustle. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that I hustle at all. I feel that, that my agent does that for me, you know, mm-hmm. and I just. You just be you. I just be me. And, and maybe it's, listen, it may not be the smartest approach. I, maybe I'm lazy uh, or sh- I, I know I'm shy. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely shy. I'm not like, I'm not like, you know, if, if I see some famous filmmaker or, or casting director out somewhere, I'm not going, I'm not walking up to them. Yeah. You know, I'm hey, just, it's me. Right. <laughs> Cast I'm, me in your next picture. I, I, I'm not doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think of hustle, I think of people who are like, you know, there are uh, actors who are just starting out who make sure they have their their picture and resume with them when they're at a party or their their <laughs> business card. I'm like, mm-hmm. nobody wants that. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I, I really like to think in terms of what's effective. Mm-hmm. I really am a freak for that. Yeah. Like, I realized at a certain point that blind mailings made me feel like I was doing something. But then I thought about if I were the casting director or the agent and I'm getting a stack of manila envelopes. This is back when we did mail. <laughs> Look it up in the history books. Postage. Uh, right. Postage. It, it's, it's, is that M-A-I-L? Yes, M-A-I-L <laughs> without an E before it. And yeah, some, have, have your grandparents explain it to your kids. Um, and, uh, I took uh, it on ponies. But uh, let's say again. Uh, oh, ponies, ponies, Pony yeah. Express. Yeah, yeah, Pony Express. Ponies. Yeah. Or a pigeon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we have these stone tablets. <laughs> um, it takes so long to write one. So sentence. long. Yes. <laughs> and sometimes they don't even get open. A lot of stops. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I thought about like being the person who gets this big stack of pictures from people who you know aspiring actors. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not interested in that stack. So I stopped sending them. I I just really like to think in terms of what's effective. I also know that I. I'm I don't I'm not comfortable schmoozing or being schmoozed. Mm-hmm. It's creepy, and so I do the opposite and just kind of stay away. If there's any hustle, it would be I always tried to do what was available to me. So like if non-paying theater was what was available to me, mm-hmm. I went out and did it because I wanted to keep doing my thing. But that in the sense is hustle. Hustle, like you said, hustle is that term means whatever it is for you. I think it's right. a term that fits you. If your hustle was taking whatever job was available that you, you so you could act yeah. and you're just doing the work. Right. That's hustling, man. And, it, so. and it's also, I think, being in touch with yourself. You just had this moment of clarity of like after living here for 20 years and, yes. and having a very successful television career. I'm going to go back to New York right. or after being on tour for over a year, mm-hmm. having the wherewithal to be like, I'm moving on to the next thing. Yeah. Yep. And, I, and I think Maybe that that's I, you know, it's funny because I get itchy, but at the word yeah Mm -hmm. just like i get itchy at the word networking Mm -hmm. but we do network Mm -hmm. but you know i forget oh no i don't forget my i used to write the advice column for backstage Mm -hmm. and my uh, we i alternated with jackie apodaca who was a great you know she was the columnist much longer than i was and she had a great take on networking she said you know we think of it as icky but she said you know if you happen to really make friends with somebody and you want to hang out with them and they're in the same business mm-hmm. guess what you're networking you're just mm-hmm. not doing it in a sleazy manipulative way and that's something we've always said on our show is try to make actual honest relationship with people organic not just yeah. not just oh so you're a casting producer exactly yeah. here's my resume but actually like hey do you want to go bowling sometime and like actually right. build sincere relationships yeah i mean i've even gone to some like of those pay to play workshops. And it would be interesting when like actors would like stand up and say, Oh, so Mr. Casting director, Mrs. Casting director, like what's your favorite, uh, what's your favorite uh, sport that you like to go to? Or like they're trying to fish for things so that they can send them gift cards or whatever. And it it was just like so forced and uncomfortable. It has taken me a really long time. I noted this yesterday at this audition that I went to, it's taken me a really long time, but I am, I'm really enjoying the fact that I can really, truly have a normal conversation with casting people now. It's because I'm not trying to schmooze You're them. not fishing. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I yeah. fall into a conversation. People are like, what are you supposed to say? I'm like, I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. But if you can get to the place where you're just honestly normal and recognize that nothing you say is going to affect, oh, I'm going to call Michael in because he talked about New York and we're both from New York. <laughs> it just, you know, we, we talked about New York because we wanted to talk about New York. Right. You know? And um, that's a nice place to be, and it's more comfortable for the casting director, which is another part of my teaching is 
we have to think of ourselves as we take care of them instead of them taking care of us. You know, and that's a, a, one of my many, many backwards teachings. For Michael, he approaches the craft with a sense of ease and openness to opportunity, the spirit of an artist, one who goes where the work takes him. And he doesn't stress about how or when the work will come. He just creates genuine relationships with the people, and he just focuses on the work. Then at the end of our conversation, we asked Michael to define his take on the concept of the hustle. After going over his journey with us, and his altered perspective is one that you do not want to miss. So learn about Michael Kostroff's definition of the hustle and his journey when episode 80 drops in your podcast feeds next Tuesday, February 12th. Michael, I cannot wait for everybody to hear that interview. Yeah, me too. It is so exciting. And as a, you know, uh, a fan of Inside Acting Podcast for the many years that it was on the air, Michael Kostroff's uh, interviews on that show were ones that I went back to time and time again. They actually brought him back twice mm-hmm. on that show. Mm-hmm. So check out Inside Acting Podcast. He, he's the kindest, kindest person in the world. And uh, the first question I asked him was about being on the producers. And he just died laughing because I didn't ask him about the wire. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Which was great. It's like, thank you for not asking me about The Wire as the first question. And and what I would say is you can listen to all four of his episodes on Inside Acting, mm-hmm. and then you'll listen to our episode next week, Absolutely. and they are all different. Yeah, they're all different. We, we try to stay away from anything, if especially if IAP kind of suggests someone, we try to stay away from what they've discussed. So it can almost be a continuation or just feeling a lot of the cracks yeah. between it. So definitely check it out. Michael, this has been an amazing side hustle. Uh, I feel like you and I, Daniel, have just like connected so much on this episode. <laughs> and I shared a lot of uh, personal things with you guys as well. So, so happy that you could join us today for the side hustle, but make sure that you connect with us more. You can keep a uh, part of our hustle by engaging with us on social media. Do it. On Twitter, we are at LA Hustlecast. And on Instagram and Facebook, we are at Hollywood Hustle Podcast. Now, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher. We just switched platforms to Anchor, uh, anchor.fm. The website that we have is actually going to be going down uh, in the next month or so. We're moving slowly over to Anchor. And through that, we will soon hopefully be on Spotify and several other different uh, platforms that we're not on yet. Yeah. And it's also allowing us to share little audio clips of our episodes, which is so excellent. We're we're so excited just from a social media standpoint Mm -hmm. of the opportunities that Anchor offers us. And once we're on Spotify, we'll literally be able to share episodes onto social media as well. Of course. And now also... Remember, one big thing that you guys can do to help our hustle uh, is by becoming a sponsor of our show through our Anchor FM page and by sharing this episode with your community. If you have friends who are actors who you think could benefit, share this podcast. If you're someone who's interested in uh, just the arts in general, this is a podcast for you. Uh, You know, subscribe to us on whatever channel you're listening to us on. It helps us, but it also will help you. Absolutely. And uh, you can find us personally on uh, Instagram or Twitter. Uh, I'm Daniel Tuttle on both Daniel D Tuttle, T-U-T-T-E-L. And I am at Michael Lutheran, L-U-T-H-E-R-A-N. Yes. Like the church. And you can also email us HollywoodHustlePodcast.com. If you've shared your friend's, uh, creative works this week, uh, this next week. Let us know. Share them with us. We yeah. want to see them. Uh, if you go out to your city, like Michael said, tag us in your pictures. Send us pictures. We want to know who took up the challenge. And guys, this season, season three of Hollywood Hustle podcast, we are trying to uh, really emphasize the phrase "I am the hustle." I am the hustle. Guys. So make sure that you're using that hashtag. If you booked a gig, if you went out to an audition, if you wrote a poem or uh, if you wrote a new song or you recorded a new song and you want to share it, use the hashtag. I am the hustle. We're going to be following that all year and the years to come uh, so that we, we can also share your guys's hustle. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Michael, I've been excited when we started this show. I was excited. When we got into season two. I was excited, but this season I am amped for this season. You, like you, you've gone to 11. I'm, I am, I went from like seven to 10 and I am at 11. Now. You went to seven to 11 and it may, it may be the caffeine. I don't know, but I am so excited to hear everyone's journey and to hear how you guys are being the hustle. Yeah. And you know, in just a few more weeks, we're going to be launching a Kickstarter, Kickstarter. 
uh, to help us raise funds so that we can continue this show through season three and four. More is yet to come. Merchandise. (laughs) Merchandise. Just Hollywood hustle swag. It's going to be so much fun and you guys get to be a part of it. And remember, if you send us a, a jingle for the King of Transitions, I will send you a gift card for whatever coffee place that's near you that you want to go to. I'm so excited for all the submissions I want, I want that we're about to get. I want a rap. I want a rock. I want a jazz version. I want it all. I want it all. I want it all. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us guys. this week. Um, get out of your commute. Uh, keep supporting artists out there. Remember to have a life yes, outside of everything. And if you need it, it's okay to get some therapy. Yep. And always remember to keep, keep up, up the hustle. hustle.